0: This is Steve Fishkin, owner and founder of Pigskin Nut, and welcome to Pigskin Nut Podcast. We are, we are Pigskin Nut. Hey guys, this is Steve Fishkin, aka Steve the Scout, and uh, I am the founder of Pigskin Nut. And uh, excited to be talking to you guys today uh, about round one, about what we saw happen in round one, and uh, really going through pick by pick, analyzing and breaking down everything. Uh, the evaluations uh, in terms of these uh, post draft evaluations will be done by myself. Uh, I'll also be taking some notes uh, from our lead scout analyst, uh, which is Austin Smith. Uh, This show is brought to you by PigskinNut.com. And uh, let me talk to you about PigskinNut, why we're so passionate about the site, and uh, really why you should go to PigskinNut.com and listen to this podcast. PigskinNut, what it is, it is a site and is a brand that is built for the hardcore football fan who is sick and tired of getting shortchanged on their football content. We deliver a higher caliber of content, deeper analysis, better topics, and it's written by football guys, not one-size-fits-all sports journalists. We analyze and study the game closely, challenging ourselves to write the best content so we can really say that PickskinNut.com is for those who are crazy about football. Read our content and experience the difference. Contact us at info at pigskinnut.com uh, for more information. So um, NFL Draft, uh, we have we have night one in the books, and uh, you can go to our pigskinnut.com website. Uh, you can check out the pick-by-pick analysis on there. Uh, Austin will have his on there. Uh, Austin Smith is our lead draft analyst. Uh, I, myself, usually focus very heavily on the draft every year. Uh, this year, I did not get a chance to watch – as many prospects as usual, um, so I will be relying a little bit um, on uh, on Austin's uh, evaluations here. So um, let's go Let's go pick by pick here. Um, so pick one was Joe Burrow of Cincinnati, and I'll tell you this. Joe Burrow, um, this this was the right call, uh, and, and I'm really just going to go over what did I think of each pick, uh, not necessarily give it a grade, but just kind of talk it through in terms of do I think it was a good idea, and then defer to Austin when need be. So when you look at this first pick to Cincinnati, um, it's a good pick. Um, I don't think Andy Dalton is the answer. I don't think that's a secret. He's a good NFL quarterback, it is, but is he the answer? No. Joe Burrow, you can watch you can watch him on the college tape, and you could see on the college tape that um, this guy does so many things well that will translate to an NFL field. Uh, what he does pre snap. Uh, his his anticipation his accuracy i mean this guy had the perfect college season and he just didn't miss and again when you talk about stuff that's going to translate to an nfl field uh joe burrow has um shows he has all of that and he's done and he's done it against really top level competition um you think about everything that you want in a quarterback you want a guy that has has a great mind check great attitude check accurate check um Burrow and Burrow is so athletic. I mean, if you go back and watch some of these plays that he's making outside the pocket, um, he's really an underrated athlete. Uh, Joe Burrow is, uh, to me, uh, about as close as a can't miss prospect uh, as, that you can have at the quarterback position. Uh, moving on to the second pick, uh, Chase Young. Being a Giants fan, this is something that I would have uh, loved to see my Giants have, but uh, this is this is the obvious right pick here. Uh, Chase Young is a no-brainer for any of you people that that want to say, well, uh, you know, Chase Young, he wasn't, um, you know, um, he, he didn't show up in the big games. Well, uh, I will tell you, go back and watch the tape uh, and you'll see something different there. All right, moving on to the third pick. Uh, the Lions took uh, Jeffrey Okuda with the third overall pick. Uh, at this point, you know, the draft really went how you thought it would go. Uh, I think Okuda here was the perfect pick um, because they lost Darius Slay. And when you look at Jeffrey Okuda, uh, I could say that he's, uh, may- maybe with the exception of Chase Young, uh, he's the safest de- defensive player in this entire draft. He's got an extremely high floor. Uh, he's, a, he's, NF- he's NFL ready. And, um, you know, I think when you look at Detroit, uh, this is a team that really ne- needs a lot of help. Uh, in terms of the in terms of the back end of that defense, I love the pick there. Uh, moving on to pick number four, uh, my New York Giants took uh, Andrew Thomas. Um, I think this is one of those rare occasions where you can actually say that um, positional need may a- may actually trump best player available. Because uh, look, I think Andrew Thomas is is a top ten prospect, um, and 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 here's here's what I'll say. Um, I think. I think Andrew Thomas, uh, I have no problem with Andrew Thomas. I would have had no problem if they took Isaiah Simmons. But when you look at what the Giants needed to do, uh, they're, they've drafted, they spent an early first-round pick the last two years on Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. you got to protect them. So I understand the thought process of that pick, I think, in terms of – uh, you know, being a pure, pure left tackle, uh, and having, having all the raw tools to deal with speed and power on the edge from some of the premier athletes. Uh, Andrew Thomas is a pick that makes a lot of sense there for New York, uh, Miami, uh, they took, they took a five-star quarterback and two and two a tug of Ioloa, um, two without the injury, he's a number one pick, um, arguably, arguably a number one pick is Joe Burrow had a hell of a season, but when you look when you look at his talent as a passer it's through it's through the roof um in terms of Tua Tagovailoa and Justin Herbert without without the injury and in, in terms of their abilities as a passer at least from what you can see on the tape it's not it's not even close Tua has uh so much talent as a passer i would say he's probably uh maybe the most talented passer i've seen uh, in five or 10 years, because when you, when you look at all the things, uh, that, that he does, he does well, uh, he's a quick twitch athlete, gets the ball out extremely fast, processes quickly. Um, and, uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, without that injury, he is, he is a number one overall pick. And and I'll say this, one of the best quarterback prospects we've had in a decade, uh, pick six. The Chargers took Justin Herbert. Uh, look, personally, uh, I, I am not big on Herbert. Um, I would rank him uh, somewhere probably between twenty and thirty-five uh, in terms of overall prospects. Maybe even lower than that. Uh, I think Justin Herbert can be a good player, but there's so much on his film that um, that you know leaves me leaves to be desired. Uh, when you look at Herbert, he misses a lot of routine layup type throws. He misses a lot on deep throws. He doesn't. Uh, he needs to learn to get the ball out of his hands faster. He holds onto the ball too long. Um, he hasn't take time under center. But I'll say this: Justin Herbert is a smart guy, and uh, you know, with what he what with what he was going to study in college and going to medical school, I think this is a guy that can probably figure it out. But we'll see, though. Carolina took. Next pick uh, was Derek Brown. The Carolina Panthers took Derek Brown seventh overall. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this: Derek Brown is gonna be a perennial All-Pro. Uh, he could easily be the best player in this entire draft. You could see on the tape this guy destroyed top-level competition on a routine basis. I love the pick here. Uh, Arizona Cardinals look. Uh, they took they took Isaiah Simmons, and I think they got him in, in a good spot there. Um, Simmons really can do it all. I mean, if you look at the breakdown, he's played so many different positions in in, in his college tape. Uh, I think, I think as a strong safety, I mean, it's really hard to say because he really can do a lot of different things, Uh, but I'd love to see him uh, really be utilized, you know, and I think, you know, it's been mentioned on TV, a similar way that Derwin James has, because it's true. If you look at Derwin James, he hasn't, he hasn't just lined up and done traditional safety stuff. He's taken on a lot of other responsibilities. uh, And I think he he can do, he can do that exact same thing. Uh, When you look at um, pick number nine, for Jacksonville, they went with they went with C.J. Henderson. Um, look, um, Jacksonville, um, you know, and, and here's a little bit from Austin. Uh, Austin mentioned that there were rumors on that that Jacksonville felt like they couldn't pass on Henderson. Why? Because they felt he has top-notch cover skills, and you just don't know when you're going to get a player that can cover like that. And uh, they feel that um, all of that. Uh, the fact that they lost Jalen Ramsey, that they lost A.J. Bouye, um, they had to get their guy. And obviously they had a good pick on – they had a good grade on Henderson. And I think Henderson, um, you know, his college tape shows that he's worthy of a top 15 pick. So can't argue that. Uh, Jedrick Wills went to the Browns at number 10. Uh, I think when when you look at um, – when you look at ability to get in position, um, you know, Jedrick Wills, you can you can see on the tape. Uh, in terms of handling speed off the edge, um, he's he's always able to mirror his opponents. He does a nice job with that. He plays with good pad level. Uh, and, he, and he's shown that he's, he's also a very good run blocker as well. Uh, I think in terms of physical traits, um, you know, Andrew Thomas might have him beat there. Um, but I do like Jedrick Wills. He's a little more of a nastier finisher. And for me, um, you know, it's interesting because when you look at Cleveland picking that number 10 and you're looking at the Giants – uh, picking at number four, you know, those two picks really could have been interchangeable because had the Giants gone with Jedrick Wills at four, I'd imagine that Andrew Thomas would still be there at 10 uh, and the Giants would have taken him. I mean, the Browns would have taken him there. At 11, the Jets went with Makai Becton. Uh, Makai Becton does not know how to play uh, tackle yet, uh, but, I'll, but I'll tell you this. I really think that they probably should have gone with Tristan Wirfs, but uh McKay Beckton uh the the upside that he'll give you in 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 the running game now in college this guy just threw guys out of the way he's not going to be able to do that uh, you know at the NFL level so he's going to have to learn how to attach himself to defenders but if he does this guy can can be can be good i mean he's he can do some serious damage in the run game uh, and and for such a huge guy, I mean, he's got terrific feet. He moves well. You know, he got hurt at the combine, but you could even see he was moving well. Obviously, he had that grade forty time, which was um the only time that um um that someone, and I forget the stat, but I guess in terms of his weight and what he ran, it was technically the most impressive uh, or the best forty times someone to his size has ever run. So, uh, but when you look at him as a mover, he's got great feet, and, and uh, I think for a lineman, you know, you gotta love that. Um, he's got great length too. Uh, Twelve, the 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 Vegas Raiders, they went with Henry Ruggs. This is something that makes sense because when you look at the Raiders traditionally, uh, if you think of Cliff Branch, shoot, you, you even remember when they drafted Darius Hayward Bay. This is a team that loves speed on the outside. Uh, Austin Smith, uh, he thought it would be Jerry Judy here. Um, and this, you know, he said it was a shocker. And again, this is, uh, me and Austin both said, this is an Al Davis type pick. Um, and, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, um, Henry Ruggs, um, he can run routes, he can do it all. Um, Judy, yes, he's, he's the better route runner, but, um, in terms of what Henry Ruggs, uh, can give you, uh, as a pro look, we've all seen what Tyreek Hill can do with his, with his speed. Um, when you actually, when because Tyree Kill is a guy who knows how to use his speed. He knows how to decelerate, um, and you know he he knows how to utilize his speed to the best of his ability. He's fast in and out of his brakes. He's not he's not just a straight line speed guy. And I think you can look at Henry Ruggs very much in that same light. So uh, were there other receivers that? uh you know that could have gone here absolutely but i think henry Ruggs is gonna be is gonna be a good pro. Uh we'll see if Derek Carr you know can can get him the ball on these deep routes. Uh looking at number 13 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they went with Tristan Wirfs. Um Tristan Worfs and the Buccaneers traded up to get him but look um Tristan Worfs what I'll tell you this is that when he gets a hold of you he doesn't he doesn't let go. Um, he's obviously a terrific athlete from what we saw at the combine but I think um you know Talking about this guy needing to be a guard is ridiculous. He's going to be hes going to be a tackle. I think he can play left or right. Um, he's Obviously, he's explosive. He's got great power. Um, I mean, if you've, you've seen this guy's legs, it's ridiculous. Um, but, you know, yes, like a couple other guys, there's still technical things that he can work on. But uh, I see this guy potentially being a perennial all-pro. Uh, pick number 14 was uh, Javon Kinlaw went to the 49ers. Um, I think... Um, it made it made sense, you know. They, they, their defensive line, uh, they had to replace DeForest Buckner, so you understand that there. Uh, I think uh, maybe some fans would have liked to see a wide receiver, but I understand the pick here. Um, they pa- a pass rush. It really starts from the from the interior uh, of your of your defense, and you could look at San Francisco. Yes, Nick Bosa was great um but you know if you look at the pressure that they got up the middle that really helped a lot they got to find a way to replace him so i like the pick here because i think kinlaw uh really really can be a, a terrific pro uh when you look at number pick number 15 the broncos took jerry judy um this was a good value pick here yes it is a deep receiver class but it's a good value pick he's a dynamic route runner he gets separation um after you know after the catch i've i've seen um, C.D. Lamb be, be able to do a little bit more. Um, uh, I think Lamb gives you a little more upside in terms of at the top of routes. But Drew Locke needs a guy that he can get comfortable with. And I think when you look at when you look at Jerry Judy, he's one of the most sophisticated route runners, excuse me, that we've had in in a, in a while. And uh, I think for Denver, it's a pick that makes a lot of sense there. Um, pick number sixteen. I'll defer to Austin here. Didn't watch. I didn't watch a whole lot of tape on A.J. Terrell. Uh but Austin th- felt that it was a pretty big reach here. Um, yes, we know Atlanta, they need they're desperate for cornerback help. Um, but I, I think uh speaking for Austin, he would have liked to see them move up to get to get CJ Henderson. Uh he thinks that Terrell has the skill set to live up to the pick, but you know, there are some flaws in his game that you know made Austin think that Terrell would be available on on, on day two. Um so um you know Austin gave that pick uh, a D there. Um talking about CD Lamb to the Cowboys at 17, uh I, lo- I love this pick because really at at the end of the day, um the NFL is all about creating mismatches and if you're going to have Dak Prescott and now adding CD Lamb to that mix along with don't forget Ezekiel Elliott's in the backfield. Um we always hear the term "pick your poison," but I mean, um, the Dallas in, ter- in terms of in terms of matchup nightmares, Dallas is really going to be able to do some some exceptional things right now. And don't forget, Michael Gallup uh, is turning into a very good receiver. Um, you know, third year guy out of um, I, think, I think it was Colorado State. But um, look, they, they got some good receivers. CD Lamb, I love. The value there, what he can do at the top of routes, he can, he gets better separation than what guys get. And he's got a little uh, little DeAndre Hopkins in him in terms of, uh, you know, the catch radius, his body control and all that good stuff. Terrific ball skills. Um, so, uh, you know, CeeDee Lamb, uh, he's going to be a target that Dak Prescott is going to love to throw to. Pick number 18, the Dolphins took Austin Jackson. um. Look, um, this make this pick makes a lot of sense if Tua is not going to play right away because Austin Jackson can be a good pro, but he needs he needs time to develop. Um, if Tua does not play year one and Austin Jackson can really develop, this pick makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of upside here, uh, but it's an unknown. This guy is only 20 years old. Um, the Raiders took Damon Arnett, and look, we're seeing this every single year. Um, the Raiders, and I would say the Seahawks, are very untraditional in the players that they're picking because every year it seems like there's kind of a head scratcher there. Um, they obviously, the Raiders have things they, they liked about Damon Arnett. Um, you know, Austin mentioned, because I know Austin has seen some more tape on him, but Austin liked Arnett as a prospect, but it's too high in his opinion. Um, and, uh, you know, he really thought that, you know, they could have gone with the receiver here. Um, and look, I'll watch some more tape on Arnett as the time goes by, but uh, I think. Um, You know, it's um, people, people thought they reached, but ultimately we'll find out because um, the Raiders are, you look at the Raiders, they're really much about character. They're really about character Um, and not necessarily like they have to have good. I mean, yes, they want good character, but I think they they look for a certain type of character, an alpha male uh, type leader. You can see it with the guys that they've drafted. Um, So hopefully that'll pan out for them. Moving on to pick number twenty, Clavion uh, Chason. Uh, I, you know, you know, I, I, as well as Austin, didn't think Chason would be available here, um, but you know, Chaseon, and I agree with Austin because we both we've both seen him standing up. Um, he looks like a guy that's best suited to stand up, um, but uh, I think you know when you look at Clavion Chason, one thing that stands out. You watch those LSU games; is this this guy is always. The fastest one off the snap, um, and I think um, when when you look at and you look at speed off the edge, uh, he's got he's got that he's got some versatility. Um, had a chance to watch a little more tape on him this morning. Can see some of the things that he does in coverage. So um, you know I like that pick for Jacksonville. They're continuing to restock on defense. Um, so so that's a that's a good pick there. Uh, pick twenty one. The Philadelphia Eagles took Jalen Um you know, this is um, this is a, a guy that uh, I have. Uh, I'll defer to Austin here, and uh, Austin really thought that Philadelphia um, should have taken Justin Jefferson here. And me seeing Justin Jefferson, that was the guy that I thought would have made sense. And I'll tell you why, because Jefferson Jefferson is a guy that a receiver can get comfortable with very quickly. That there there is some value in that. You look at last year. Give me an example. The New York Giants got Darius Slayton a wide receiver out of Auburn in the late rounds last year. And he got, he got on the same page with Eli Manning and Daniel Jones better than any other wide receiver last year. And he was a rookie. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is a first round pick really can add a lot of value just in terms of being good at getting on the same page. You look at his chemistry last year with Joe Burrow. It it was, it was impressive. And I think you look at Jefferson um, he's got, he does he may, he may not have a massive high ceiling, uh, but he's got a high, he's got a high floor in ter- in terms of a lot of things, you know, he can do. So I would have liked to see Jefferson there. But um they took they took Jalen Ragor. Uh Jalen regor has been noted for having some drop issues. Of course, that's not something as an Eagles fan you're, you're gonna like. Uh, but um, you know, we'll see, we'll see how he pans out. You know, we've talked, you know, he's been talked about as being lightning in a bottle. Um, I've really watched more tape on Jefferson. Jefferson went to the Vikings at 22. Um, and I like that, and I like that value there. Uh, I really do because um, Stefan Diggs went, went to Buffalo. And I think when you look at what Minnesota needs, they need, you know, they can't, they can't have Adam Thielen do everything. Adam Thielen is a top 10 to 15 receiver, but you need a, you need a guy on the other side to make him as effective as he is. Um, And and I think that's, that's said, said for a lot of top receivers. Um, But you look at, you look at Justin Jefferson, um, I think that was the right pick there for Minnesota. Look for Adam Thielen to continue dominance. And I think Justin Jefferson stepping in for digs. That's essentially what they got there because you know they traded a first round pick, and you know, that's who they, you know, ended up with. Uh Chargers got Kenneth Murray at pick 23. Um, Kenneth Murray, um, inter- interview-wise, in um, Austin, you can hear him talking about it uh, on our top 100. On his top 100 draft board, is Kenneth Murray nailed the interview process? And uh, when you when you look at this defense now, they're going to have Kenneth Murray, who's an exceptional athlete. Um, instinctive wise, can get better, but I think with a guy like Kenneth Murray and a guy with Derwin James, Manning the second and third levels of that defense. Um, and you got guys like Joey Bosa and Ingram up front. That is that that is an that's going to be an exciting defense, and they got a great secondary secondary too. So uh, I love the pick here. I love the direction that the Chargers defense is going in. Uh, but you look at Kenneth Murray and you look at Justin Herbert, the two Chargers picks. Neither of these guys are sure things, but I think um, ultimately uh, there's a lot of upside with both of those picks. We'll see how that pans out for the Chargers. The Saints got Caesar Ruiz. Um, I thought Caesar Ruiz on tape and uh, at the combine. This guy, this guy is a this guy is a fantastic mover. He attaches himself well to guys. It's just inter- interesting because this is going to be the second year in a row that the Saints got an interior offensive lineman uh, with their first overall pick. But that has been uh, that that's been the hallmark calling card of the Saints is that they are consistently getting guys. Um, they're they're consistently getting guys in there that are that are capable uh, of of helping this run game be successful uh and the middle of the offensive line is something they continue to work on and you look you can't argue with it they've had success uh, I like to pick there uh, 25 the 49ers went with Brandon Ayuk. Um, you look at Brandon you look at Brandon Ayuk. Um, he is um, and I'll read from Austin's uh, you know Austin really felt like this one was a head scratcher uh, he, he said, "I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, but Ayuk has impressive arm length, but still has room to grow in his with his routes." Uh, Austin goes on to say, "I'm not sure they needed to move up to do this. They got Jimmy Garoppolo, and really uh, a receiver with the ability to make a less accurate pass to more accurate um, would have would have been more ideal there, um, you know." And moving on to pick 26. Uh, look, this is this is the pick that, that I love here. And Austin, I'm gonna call you out on here. How do you give the, the Chargers a B plus grade for Herbert and give the Packers a B move for love? I you know Aaron Rodgers is, is on the roster, but I'll say this. Um, Jordan Love is a fantastic value here. For me, he's my he's my third-ranked quarterback prospect. I have Justin Herbert fourth. Uh, and I'll and, and I have an article about why I think love. Is is a better prospect than Justin Herbert? There's so many things uh, that he can, that he does better that I think are going to translate, uh, and I think the Packers um, deserve an A for this pick. Uh, I think with proper with proper grooming, Jordan Love can be can be a a guy that that really can take o- can take over a game. Um, he's got to develop. He's got stuff to work on, but man, uh, this guy has some impressive stuff to work with. Uh, I would say. Maybe outside, maybe outside of Tua Tagovailoa, uh, this is this is the most talented thrower that we have uh, in this in this year's NFL draft. Um, so I love I love the pick there. I'm telling you, Jordan Love um, with with the proper coaching and all that, this guy can be sensational. Uh, and this and this may be uh, another changing of the guard moment in Green Bay Packers history, where they are. We saw it with Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers sat for a few years. Uh, now it's going to be happening again, I think, with Jordan Love. 27, the Seahawks took Jordan Brooks, linebacker. Um, Austin felt that the Seahawks are routinely—and like I said this before. The Seahawks, they're a tough team to predict. But the Seahawks, um, they are a tough team to predict. Austin said the same thing, and he felt this was a reach. And Austin's Austin's feelings were, why don't we just protect Russell Wilson? He turned 30 two seasons ago, In those two years, he's been sacked a league high 99 times. And look, that's bad. Houston's Josh Jones and Boise State's Ezra Cleveland could have been good fits here. You could have taken Lloyd Cushenberry, uh, who could have who could have been a great upgrade on the inside as well. Um, we, you know, he likes what Brooks can do. He has great instincts to keep him around the ball. But in terms of positional need here, you got to protect Russell Wilson. Ah, uh, pick number twenty-eight here. I really, I really like this pick. Uh, I think Patrick Queen uh, offers a lot of versatility in today's NFL. There's a lot of responsibilities you can ask this guy to do. Um, but I think um, when you look when you look at what Baltimore is asking their linebackers to do, he's gonna he's gonna help really well. Um, you know, uh, Patrick Queen. He's a hard hitter. He can cover. He can stuff the run um and uh you know when you put them up front with guys like Brandon Williams, Calais Campbell, uh this is this is going to allow uh look when Patrick Queen when when he can have the guys up front um you know free him up so he can roam around the field that's when he is most dangerous. I love the pick there. Uh pick number 29 was Isaiah Wilson. Um after seeing Jack Conklin get away in free agency, um the Titans needed a player and I'm just kind of reading from Austin's here. Uh, a player that could be a road grader at right tackle and Wilson can certainly do that. Um, uh, and then when you when you look at Isaiah Wilson, he's a guy that can instantly impact uh, me talking now. A guy that can instantly impact Tennessee in the, in the run game um, and when you look when you look at the physical run game with Derrick Henry uh it, ma- it matches and matches well there. So um I think Isaiah Wilson, he's gonna need a lot more development, but he's got he's got a lot of size and upside, you know, to work with there. Pick number 30 was I'm not even gonna pronounce his name. Uh Miami Dolphins, Noah Imba, well, I G B I N O G H E N E. There you go. So look, um Imbanani. I'm trying it again. So this guy, um, Austin really felt that this guy was an upside pick. He's a raw defensive back. Started his career wide receiver and uh, the Dolphins, you know, they've not been shy about taking developmental projects that have high upside like an Austin Jackson that they did earlier in this draft. Uh, This Auburn, this Auburn corner fits the bill for that good athlete. Great athlete has, you know, really has to learn to trust his feet more as he gets grabby when he loses confidence in his position. The good news is that they can be patient with him and Xavier Howard with Byron Jones and Xavier Howard already in place. Ah, uh, pick number thirty-one. The Vikings took Jeff Gladney. <coughs> for me, uh, I would have drafted Gladney earlier. Um, he's a confident player. He can play man-to-man. Uh, he's he's got he's got good hands and he's tough. Uh, I think he can he can be an instant starter, an instant impact starter for Minnesota on day one. Uh, look for this guy to be a sleeper in terms of uh, guys that are in consideration for you know top top rookie of the year. So I love the Gladney pick to Minnesota at thirty-one. 32, we end the round. We end the show with Clyde edwards Um, He went to he went to Kansas City with pick 32. Um, edwards Um, I would have loved, would have loved to see him play with uh, Tom Brady in Tampa. I thought that would have been a nice match, but obviously they they had Tristan Wirfs there, so I think that was the better pick. But um, edwards Lair, he bring he brings a lot of upside in terms of what he can do as a receiving back. Um, uh, I think, like a lot of people. Um, you know, um, we thought Edward DeLair would, would go later. Um, and uh, when you look at him on Kansas City, he may he may be the featured back, but I think he's going to probably split time uh, with Damian Lewis, who I believe is still there. Um, but I think, um, you know, I think a pick that would have made more sense here is DeAndre Swift. But again, uh, it's all about how guys are utilized in a system sometimes. It's not just about best player available, but it's how you can utilize them. But I do think even DeAndre Swift – who's a better overall back, could have been utilized in a lot of different ways uh, as well. So that's going to wrap up uh, everything we have for this show today. Uh, This is Steve Fishkin, a.k.a. Steve the Scout, signing off.